Hey everyone, welcome to Flavor Country. This podcast is simply two best friends getting vulnerable and exploring the cosmos together. We're going to talk about masturbating. We're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about doing drugs. Most important thing is we're just going to talk about our experience here in life and we want you to come along and join us. Nothing that we say should be taken seriously and is not medical, psychological, or athletic advice. You're now in flavor country. Welcome. We're back. <laughs> Man, this is the longest hiatus we've taken, though. It is, right? Like, Holy shit. Yeah. In three years, we haven't taken this much time off. And it's just coincided, you know, like with Mormons on Mushrooms with Stephanie and um, Brandon and Cody and stuff that they've been taking a hiatus. It's just summer. So I think people are just, we're just, yeah. I don't know. So we're back, though. And I, I have not been able to contain the excitement to talk about last weekend and to kick off flavor country and the vibes we're feeling i mean last weekend it was flavor country vibes like top to bottom in and out inside out you know however the fuck you want to say it but, i mean yeah. we f- i feel like we were you know this 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 sort of like ideal like the, this idea of a place that we've been calling flavor country we, we've been talking you and i have been talking about it on here and just beyond behind the scenes with each other and i felt like this the idea of this place came true over the weekend like it's solstice like i felt like we were in fucking flavor country dude it was it was everything to me and we were in it but and then people would come you know we, we we pretty much i think more than any other of those revival festivals we've been to we stayed at our camp for most of it yeah we had the fire pit and it was like people would come and go into that space experience flavor country and then they'd go and off on their journey and we just got to be in it and holy shit i don't know where to start man (laughs) well i I think that we just if we can continue on this thread like yeah that that really was the the least amount of wandering i mean dude we'll talk about this in a second i think but we did a lot of drugs like a lot of drugs drugs. yeah more drugs than i think i've ever done yeah same and I usually like to get all wandery, but like, you know, and we did, we went down to the river, we wandered around the camp a couple of times a day, you know, we kind of did some laps, but it really was like, for those of you who don't know our offering, you know, in a, in a, in a gift economy type of thing like this, each camp has like a theme, you know, similar to like Seth doing the labyrinth of the mind, wait, labyrinth of the mind is that uh, soul, maybe labyrinth self. of the soul, self, self, labyrinth of the self. Yes. Yeah. Like that was his offering, which dude, that thing is amazing. Right. But our offering was to, to invite people, just passers by. Like you, you, it wasn't like a thing that you had to stay for. It wasn't a thing that you had to have a, a certain amount of time there. It was just like, come on by. It almost felt like, uh, all of the, uh, enchanted animal, like all the animals in the enchanted forest getting together for a jamboree. Right. That's kind of what, that's what our, that's what the flavor country thing was for me. And I like all the pigs, including pixies and fairies and carnival people and all sorts of folk. We, we literally. Met. We literally met f- folk. Like we met yeah. different 
entities. Like we met different types of creatures, dude. Dude, so, <laughs> I had a conversation with uh, a woman there and uh, I, I think I'm just going to avoid using certain names because I don't want to name drop too much. And right. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think that we try our, I think we try our best. Like there are people we probably can say their names, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about, uh, I'd, I'd prefer just saying my brother, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, sure. but we'll um, talk about Tess a little bit. Probably we'll talk about some of the, the people from, you know, like we've already talked about Seth. So I think people that are maybe known and we know that they're okay with us talking about it. That's cool. But the people that we don't, I think we should just say, yeah. Oh, this person, you know, I think so too. And I think it will help uh, the privacy aspect and keep it in that container as well. Even if they would like their name said, I just think, and then we don't get in the thing of we've said some people's names, we didn't say others. So, but, um, chatting with this woman, we were doing one of the times it was during the day and we had one of those drum circle things going on. And this is, this is one of the rare times where I was not drumming in that drum circle. And I was, I was dancing. <laughs> and all of a sudden this woman comes in is dancing. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize we had like a native person in here. I mean, we were in the back country of Utah and I mean, it was all white. And all of a sudden this woman's dancing. And it's like, Oh, she's uh, like dark skin. I've had like this native vibe. And so I'm just like dancing with her, just kind of seeing her out of the corner of my eye. And then when I finally came to after the trance that this, like this uh, drum session put me in, I look at, I'm like, Oh wait, no, that's just a, a person from our community who's there, um, who we know well and is white. <laughs> like, and I, I got on anyway, the, the long story short, I got in this discussion with her and we had a, a cool discussion. How well she said, I think you were, were probably seeing one of my guides, and she has like this indigenous woman guide that, that comes to her. And I was like, or an indigenous man. And I was like, well, I was seeing it as a woman. So I was like, I don't know if it was seeing some blend of it or if it just was my peripheral vision. And I just couldn't, you know, like <laughs> whatever it was. Um, we had this cool conversation about um, like the Mormon people being descended from gypsies and druids. And like, it's like fairy children who came to immigrated from Europe came to Utah. And so I, the reason why I bring that up is because that came, that theme kept coming up. Like people would sit around our camp. I'm like, Oh, these people are, I think they're incarnated fairies or, you know, descended from Druids. You know, we had people on our camp talking about how much they love the trees and how in their, this process of individuation that they're going through, they're realizing their deep love for the woods and the trees and the forest. And it's like, Oh yeah, that guy's a Druid. So yeah, man, that was, yeah. a t- it was a trip. I, I, I've been saving this little tidbit for, for right now. So uh, unbeknownst to me, you had that conversation with her about, uh, her appearing as an Aboriginal, uh, dancer, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So before we left on Sunday morning, I had that exact same conversation with her not knowing that you had had that conversation with her and she was uh-huh. like, Oh, that's so interesting that you're saying that. Cause yeah, Mike and I were talking. So she assumed that you and I had talked about it and I was like, Oh, I, I had no idea that Mike experienced that. And so, uh, you weren't the only one that witnessed her, the way that she was moving and the way that she, the, like just, just her, like everything, like the way she looked the, and her, her, her dance movement was, yeah ancient like it was aboriginal kind of stuff it was fucking cool doc so did you know that i had that conversation with her 
no. And I didn't know anyone else experienced her in that way. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. I, cause I really thought I was in the presence Same. of, you know? Yeah. And, and then at the end it's like, oh no, that's just <laughs> like, um, yeah. I mean, that's where we got in the trip. That was trippy. And those drum circles were trippy. And, you know, we had people there who had never experienced, well, I, well, one, me included. I mean, I've obviously had some unexplainable psychedelic experiences in the last three years. Like we've had so many where it's like, I don't know how to explain this. And so we were there also with people who experienced that for the first time, including your brother. Yeah. And there was one particular drum circle. We just, he started drumming. He was, and then of course, you know, I had the drum with me like all day. So I was like drumming along with him. And on this one, it's like, uh, we're dropping into it. And then we all had this experience. There was only like five of us there of feeling like there were dozens of people, maybe even like people gathering people around us as we're drumming. And then, uh, this guy with us had like a vocal act activation. Dude, that was one of the sickest things I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. He had a full blown voice activation. Yeah. Right. Where he would, I'm like, I don't know who this voice is coming from. I don't know if I'm imagining this voice. I don't know if there's someone around here singing, but I'm like, I do, this voice is enchanting. It's haunting. It's beautiful. It's, I don't know how to describe it other than it felt otherworldly and other, it was just enchanting. And we open our eyes and this person's like, and it was just the five of us. We get out of that spell. It's just five of us around the, this campfire. And, um, well, I guess it was in the middle of the day, whatever the details, <laughs> but the five of us kind of <laughs> wake up to it. And he says, I've never sang like that before. When he said that, cause I was like, I thought maybe he had training or he had spent like some kind of like time cultivating his voice to, to do that sort of like throat singing, uh, you know, type of thing. And no, he's like, oh, I, ne- I never done that before. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Dude, Mike drums, drums were like a critical element. Like, like they might be the foundational element of our weekend right drums yeah i don't realize didn't realize how much i love drums and how much i love. I mean i guess i did i mean we've had all those experiences where i've been tripping and i just need to pound on something or like yeah dude i mean you're, you're beating on a chair you're beating on the floor you're you're beating on a drum like honestly i i, I told you this, well this will be a quick throwaway line and then i'd like to get to the i would like to hear your story about because you had a little bit of a i mean you had a full-blown orgasmic experience with that drum and like the guttural, like the voice that you were, you were using. But like one of the things that we were talking about, cause uh, there's like a, there's one of my favorite things about tripping with you, Mike is, is inevitably after beating on a drum or a floor or a chair or just making a rhythm for hours and hours and hours while tripping, eventually uh-huh. you will there's not there's not like a there's not like a oh maybe it's going to happen or will it happen it's it's a certainty at some point you will suddenly like abruptly stop drumming and why eyes wide open look up and look around and be like huh you guys are probably getting sick of me drumming huh and it's like no dude it's the best part of my whole life keep drumming like, i love i love everything that you're doing please keep drumming the, the abrupt stop was not my favorite part of the day but also, it might be my favorite part of the day because it's like this real cute thing that you do where you're like suddenly self-aware. It must be like, it must be like being a higher being and watching humans get some level of self-awareness at some point because it's like, yeah, dog, you've been doing it the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, the whole, I mean, you're not like exaggerating when you say the whole fucking time. Like no. I had that, I mean, no. it was, it was also my lifeline. It yeah. was like this. I mean, we dropped a couple tabs both days and the, well, the we second day we did three. three. The second day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're not all at the same time, you know, we spaced them out, but, um, especially in a space where I, a lot of people, you know, you saw me that first year at solstice, I was like a crying mess, you know, just absorbing whatever is going on around and. Yeah. But what I found is like that drum is like, I can just get out energy. It helps me stay ground. It, it grounds me too. So it's, you know, staying grounded in a trip is very important. Like that grounding to reality. Yeah. So I, even though we, I did more acid than I've ever done in my life, I felt like I was still in reality. I don't know. I never, I didn't leave it too much. Like I was still here. And I think the drum was a big part of that. Dude, that drum was and giving like, a lot of people life. I know it was giving me life. Um, it was almost like the heartbeat, you know, I, I know that's like a, a pretty, uh, easy comparison to make or, or, or a pretty easy analogy, but like literally, uh, you're not the only one who needed that, that, that grounding. You're not the only one who needed to like send, you know, energy f- flowing, keep that, that, that flow open. And it just felt like it was, it felt like you were just drumming and you were the heartbeat of it. And you were like, I, we were all, we were all sending stuff your way. And then what happened that night, dog? What was happening? So, so I'm glad you said that because the reason why I get self-conscious is I'm always self-conscious about my rhythm. You know, I think with guitar playing, it's, it's probably the thing I struggle with the most, especially if I'm trying to do a rhythm and sing and play at the same time. It's like, it's too much for me going on. Um, it, it, my songs, I find like they finally get their life when I, I sing them with other people and they help me find like the rhythm of the song, like Neverland. It was really cool for me to like write the song. But then when I took it to St. George and we played it with you and Eric and, and our, our people, you guys helped me find that weekend, the, the rhythm of the song, the heartbeat of it. Yeah. It was almost missing that heartbeat until I brought it to you guys. Right. And so I, and I never like drumming has never been a thing for me. Like a rhythm. I feel like I've always been rhythmically challenged. <laughs> and then, um, so this was the third day, right? So Thursday we had great time and we can, we'll fill in details in between and shit, but like, uh, Friday, I think we both had a similar experience where we did a campfire at our place every night. Um, and the second night was just a little more, it was still a beautiful night, but a little more forced. Like we were singing more covers. We were yeah. feeling maybe a little more insecure. Yep. Um, and you and I had a good talk in the RV that night and you just said, Mike, you do this thing where you start casting the spell and people are in that spell and they're enchanted by it. And, and then you abruptly, you get self-conscious and then you abruptly pull out of the spell. And it's almost like this jarring, like it, like it's almost ripping out. Yeah. And so that night we'd already done a few drum things during, during the day and had those crazy experiences where you just can't describe where like, you know, you have the voice activations and then you have other ones where it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much we can get into this one, but I feel like we were there when carnivals were invented. Like we were, we're we were telling time that story. Yeah. We, we're telling <laughs> okay. that story. Yeah. <laughs> we can go back to the story, but yeah. this is a little teaser. Like when, when carnivals were invented, but like, um, uh, I felt like we were time traveling. We were, we were there with ancestors and other interdimensional beings. It was just like this, I know I hesitate using the word sacred, but it was, it was a sacred space. It was. And agreed. And we were carrying it into that night. So that third night around the campfire, 
we had the cool things where this woman came and was doing actually some like shamanic drumming um, at one point. Yeah. Uh, and and it, people were singing, people were chanting, people were uh, felt free to almost express anything around that fire. And then I think that's what, so I started, uh, someone was, again, started a drum beat and then I was going with it. And then it was just like this, your words came to my mind of like, look, there's a spell being cast right now. Stay in the spell. And so when I'm in that spell, it's like, it's almost like listening to the, you know, we've talked about before of like that Mary Oliver poem of that your soft animal of your body, like right. expressing yep. your animal body. So leaning into whatever I felt like doing in the moment and whether that was singing, whether it was grunting, whether it was, there was one point where I, I sent this to you and your brother of, I felt like I, it was, you know, in Lord of the Rings where they speak the language of the tongue of Mordor yeah, <laughs> or in Harry Potter, Potter, where it's like a uh, parcel tongue where they're speaking like the snake language. Yeah. It was like this hissing and this like guttural, like it felt like a dark language. I don't know. It was oh, fucking wild. Really? It felt wailing. It felt like, it felt like, um, wailing to me like it felt like mourning the 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 cries and 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 moans and wails of of a mourner like it mm. oh man that's funny that you say like oh. a dark language because i felt like that thing was like really 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 sacred like it, something mm. something was coming up out of you that's been uh to me my experience witnessing that is it felt like things were rattling loose that were old, like that had scabbed yeah. over and had maybe calcified and had built in, like they were like something was rattling and shaking loose from your whole fucking body, dude. That's what it felt like to me. I, so I'm not trying to like. And it, it felt like noises that I've been wanting to make for a long time and haven't allowed myself to. And then it also felt like because you're in this group experience, you know, someone joined the circle. Um, this person who is, I mean, seems like they had a, they had a very rough life. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Um, and so I think I'm one, one, I'm feeling my judgment toward that person in a way. Um, cause I'm not free of judgment. It's there. Um, and then two, I think the heaviness, I mean, this is the, at least the fantasy of it in my mind of how it's going through is this person was, had a lot of, was, were, they were carrying a lot, a lot of shit from a really rough life. And I, I wasn't the only one. I mean, when we were doing that, I was doing it with this person and we were in it and we were both making those sounds and both like venting into the fire. And then that turned into like this intense anger. And it was like this, and I was drumming louder. And then it was like feeling just like this anger. You know what it was the anger of? It's like this anger of, and this is where I get into in this trip space of like, look how beautiful everything is. Like, I mean, we were, we were fucking it. We were in paradise in the, in the mountains. And, uh, you know, there was still snow on the mountains. It was all green. It looked like the sound of music. We're in paradise. Like, like how beautiful is this existence? But then you're looking at like the collective trauma of the people who are there, who have been, who've had, difficult experiences in their life, difficult traumas have been in a, an oppressive religion for a lot of their lives or lived in the shadow of that religion. 
And it's like this anger of there has to be a better way. Like, mm. I know we're all here. I know be here now. And we love this and loving the beauty, but fuck it. There's got to be a better way. And so it was expressing that anger of we like, yeah, that fuck it anger and just letting it out. And then those like, then to talk about noises I've never made, it, it turned into like growling and grunting. And then at the very end, it was like a full on roar. Yeah, baby. It was a big old roar, like big energy. It felt like in that cathartic. moment, it felt, what's that? I just said the word cathartic. Cathartic. Um, it felt like uh, um, Mufasa, I was like wanting to roar like a fucking lion. I loved it. And man, that felt so fucking good. I've never like roared like that. Oh, I'm getting the chills just thinking about that moment, dude. I like I was I was crying when you were doing that, like bawling. Whew. Yeah, it was like this. I don't know. It, it, it was a peak moment for me. I don't know how to else to describe it. Of being able to. Yeah, I think there was my own inner rage that I've kept repressed for so long wanting to come out. And then also it felt like a collective rage of especially the people in that fire. But then as it spread through the camp and maybe even over the valley, I mean, you've had, you had an experience where you were playing a song and energy was creeping up over the valley into where we were at. And it felt like a, a, a roar for all of that. And damn, it felt good. It felt so good. <laughs> yeah. And then of course I got self-conscious right after. Again, yeah, I was going to ask like, you about, never, I was going to ask you about that. I've did never, you feel yeah. that self-consciousness come back or did you feel sort of like a release of that? Well, I did, but then right after it was done, I think I've never been on display in a more vulnerable way. You know, it's like, I knew it was feeling good to me, but I didn't know how you guys were reacting. I didn't know how it looked on the outside. You know, can you imagine like someone just like, they're drumming there and just rah, like roaring like and not in that spell or something like like you you lean into the spot of vulnerability and you worry that like did i just make a complete fool of myself or was everyone else feeling what i was feeling well i, I would maybe i'd add a little bit to the story um because you know the first night so thursday night we like you said we did a we did kind of a campfire sing-along every night that was our thing mm-hmm. And the first night was fun. Like, every, you know, I think everybody had a good time. We had good, um, you know, participation, a lot of people there, that type of thing. The second night, you, you kind of mentioned that the second night was a little bit, it was fun. It was good. We had a good time. But that magic wasn't quite there, right? It was missing a little bit of magic. I think there was a little bit of wanting a, re- a repeat from the night before. And if you're ever wanting a repeat. Not going to happen. Not gonna, happen. not gonna happen. Well, and the other thing, Mike, is and and to, I'm, I'm I am answering your your sort of like question here with this. Um, so you'll also remember that second night. I'm gonna use her as an example. You know the uh, skeleton pirate lady. Yes. Yes. Okay. So night two, she just sat in our space, yap like just yapping like clock 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 like clap like just could not get her to stop talking, talking loudly, talking over everything. Right. And it seemed like get escalated as the night went on. Right, 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 right. Well, I, I think I told you this, but I, I, maybe I didn't, but the the last night, uh, speaking of, you know, sort of like protective 
like that spell that you were casting and maybe some like protective sacred space. And you, you know, you mentioned like, Oh, if somebody had just come across it, would they have just been like, Oh, what the hell is this? And like, you know, no, I don't think they would because I saw her come by and you could tell that energetically that space was not, was not welcoming her in to start yapping, like to start barking at everybody and talk, 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 talking. She was welcome to sit and, and, and be part of it. She was welcome to sit and, and bask in the magic because so we were all in it. We were all feeling that magic that you created. Um, and not just basket and participate in it. I mean, seeing with it, people were actively it, participating yeah. in it, but, but that that's to that self-conscious thing. Like, I think it was such powerful medicine. Like, I think it was so powerful that there was no, like, like anybody who came near it, they were like, like there was like a magnet. It was like a tractor being like bringing them in. Um, and there was no, oh, this is weird. A bunch of hippies sitting around banging on drums and growling and shouting. No, it was like, it was a real moment. Like I, 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 I've had some cool moments in my life and this was one of them. Like this was like, wow, I want to just sit and appreciate this while it's happening. Cause it's not going to happen all the time. It was yeah. fucking cool, Mike. So thank you for that gift. Like, um, there's nothing to be self-conscious about. Like, I, I get what you're saying about like, well, what if somebody had walked up and they were like, oh, this is kind of weird. That would have happened night two if you had tried to force doing that, but you weren't forcing it. It was, it was, it was, you were, you were channeling it. It was flowing through you. Like, like if someone looked hard enough, they could look up and they could see the ethereal flow of matter. And it was just coming right through and out you. Like there was no break. There was no blockage. It was just coming through. It was fucking cool, dog. It was so awesome. And the cool thing about it is it's like, Mike. And I want to say my pleasure because that was a cool thing about it is like, I've never had, I mean, fun is too simple of a word for it, but I, I, it was fun. It was like cathartic. It was a release that I've just never experienced before. And I was having a blast beating on the drum doing it. Um, and being with people who I wanted to be with and just like, it, it, I'm leaving this weekend being like, I want more ritual containers where we can go out and get out all of our shit that we've been holding in um and you know therapy is great therapy can help you know like us connect consciously to our unconscious you know processes that are going on and we need to make that connection but also just getting it out all this stuff that has been passed down through us through generations like getting that all out is well like I want more of it <laughs> Same, man it was like it was I mean I already said cathartic but it was quite a release and also like it was it was contagious because you know other people were picking my brother's my brother's not a drummer I don't think I think that's probably his first time ever participating in anything like that so that could have been really fucking weird right like because you and I have been in yeah. you and I have done some weird shit right yeah but like uh-huh. to bring him in um I mean he's a good time Charlie you know what I mean he's more of like in that in that thing of like Let's have some, let's have some beers and have a, have a fun night. And so this was an, this was a different thing for him. And he was in it. Like he was drumming, he was dancing at one point, which made me so proud. I was like, holy shit, who is this? And like, um, you know, you mentioned Z coming in and doing some shamanic stuff, like, and singing for us. And like, I, I just think that there's something so primal about shared drumming because everyone, everyone can pat their knee or stomp their feet or clap their hands or hit a drum. Like everyone from the beginning of time 
can make some kind of beat, you know? And oh, someone's out there going, well, what about the people who don't have full control of their limbs? And what about the people who were born without arms? Okay, totally. But what I'm saying is that like, that exists. Like that drum was, it was primal. And, and, and it was, and, and, and you were, you were helping to facilitate a lot of more people than just me and you, um, releasing some shit. And, and, you know, the, 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 the theme of the thing was Kansuki or Kinsuki or whatever, however you say that word better, you know, breaking something and putting it back together. And it felt like you were helping break down a lot of that. So I, I really, Mike, like, I felt like I was in awe of you. Like, I felt like I was in the presence of like, a, a like a semi like a like a deity like some kind of like demigod it was cool well the cool thing was is i've never felt more possessed by another entity but then also never more myself mm. well, that's weird sad. yeah it's kind of like yeah, because sense. i was enjoying it so much it wasn't like this thing like this it's like it felt like this being had taken over my body so i i knew where to move i knew what to do but it was also exactly how i would have wanted to move and growl and and express so it was this weird um cool connection between something outside of me but then something it, that's been inside me all along man yeah. <laughs> gosh what a what a moment to witness like that like like there's probably people who know us or listen to this the the podcast who we've i mean we're like same we're like, you know, the self-consciousness conversation is a good one because I think everybody feels that to some extent, you know, and there are people who are working through it uh, at just different rates than everybody else. But like, if you had told me even at last year's solstice, if you had told me that we would be sitting around like, like growling and moaning and wailing and beating on the drum, I'd have been like, that's a little much for me, dog. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be kind of like, I'd be like self-conscious about it, you know, already just in hearing about it. So yeah. I think that there's magic inside all of us that is, that we're, we're just finding the, those, those containers, those channels to allow it to come out. And I think that you and I are, are learning that about one another um, and also learning it, uh, it, it in sort of like space holding uh, capacity of how we can maybe make it safe for some of that shit to come out, you know? Cool. Well, and I think that was the cool thing is it, it was that safe space where people, like we were talking about um, with the voice activation, people were in that space singing, channeling music. We had a few moments like that or people were channeling a melody or tunes or I feel like doing things that they're not ever used to doing or have never done before. But because of that powerful container that, like that we had in our camp, but also being held by the container of the camp itself almost. Right. So it's like a container within a container and then the container of the valley, right? Like the physical container of it all, just yeah. like created a such a the literal bowl holding us all in. Yeah. Like wrapping us just like in this like cocoon of like love and beauty. And I mean, was there a more beautiful place on earth than that, than Eden, Utah in June? No. Like what the fuck? Where You're am I? Fucking nuts. <laughs> And then it, that bowl was so perfect. And then it had a little release valve, that rushing river. That you just go down to the river and release energy into the river. And the river's like, I got you. And it would just take it away. It was like, I was like, dude, I get it. Like, I, wow, I fucking get it. Like people talking about going down to the river to pray, 
talking about fucking baptism time. Like I was like, Oh shit, I get this. I get it now. Like flowing water. You know I'll say it. Sorry. No, it's fine. That's it. Flowing waters are cool. Oh, I was, <laughs> flowing waters are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good. There. Flowing waters are cool. Um, I, I've had a, a few conversations with people there saying that they felt drawn to go walk by the river. And as they're approaching the river, they knew they were going to cry. And I had that same experience same. walking out there. It's like, I know a purge is coming. Like I'm, I, I didn't know that when I first started, I'm like, I need to go walk by the river and I'm walking by the river. And as I'm getting there, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to sob. And sure enough, I'm going on this beautiful river walk up this mountain trail and the sun was setting over the mountain and like the cottonwood trees were like raining cotton down those. And it was just like, where am I? I'm sitting there watching the scene just falling. Like it was beautiful, but I was feeling like this deep sadness that I was just leaning, letting out and getting swept away by the river, man. Yeah, man. Uh, that river trail had a lot of magic in it. You know, my, my brother had that, op- had that experience where some like nymph, some forest sprite, some daughter of the river who we're not sure even exists. Like we're not sure that like where she just appeared and told him it's all in you. Like this is a guy like my, my brother's a guy who has had a rough go. Like he's had some tough times, you know? And like her saying it's all in you was almost like that scene. I'm going to get real dorky for a second here. You know, in Batman Begins, when uh, he's fighting Ra's al Ghul up on the ice, like he's he's training with Ra's al Ghul um, with yeah. swords, and they're fighting. And yeah. Ra's al Ghul's like, you you you've yet to come face to face with the truth of your parents' death. You you're 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 you you blame yourself because uh, you did not prevent your parents' death, but you were just a boy. You were only a boy. You couldn't do anything about it. The real truth is that you blame your father for not acting, you know? And, yeah. and Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne goes, he didn't, I, I can do something about it. I've had training. I know what to do. He didn't have training. And Ra's al Ghul like comes after him like a fucking big old grizzly bear. He's like, your training means nothing. And like whoops him. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's this experience that my brother had when she was like, it's all in you. It's like, dude, you have the power and, and, and capacity to dictate the terms of your life and the way you experience life. Like I w- so he was like really emotional ha- like having that experience. It's just all that. God, that fucking river, man. Thank you, river. No wonder why so many songs are written about rivers, about rivers and water flowing and like, geez, no, no shit. Speaking of writing uh, songs. Speaking, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of songs, <laughs> that's what I was saying. We gained some fans, dude. We did. Well, you know why? For the most part, and this is me, I have never seen you chat. You came to life musically in a way that I've never seen you come. And like, uh, like to where I'm like, holy shit, Doug has the capacity to captivate thousands of people (laughs) with just his presence and his voice and his music. And captivating i don't i don't know how else to to say it like enchanting enthralling oh there's lots of ways to say it actually (laughs) it's funny i don't know like i i felt like um it's funny you mentioned that because i i felt you know i i the lsd is is helpful you know lsd is pretty helpful yeah it is helpful but like i really did feel 
Like we've, we've done things. I mean, you and I have got done things together, sitting around a campfire playing songs, sitting around with our friends playing songs. I mean, we've done a few performances, you know, that type of thing, but I'll, I'll be honest with you that last weekend, I didn't feel any level of self-consciousness. I, I really was feeling like, Oh shit. Um, why am I so worried about trying to like perfect playing the guitar before I play it? Why am I trying to worry about having like the most amazing on key, perfect pitch singing voice when it's like, no, oh, dude, I, I, we need a, we need someone to sing like Doug sings. Like we, we needed that for a minute there, you know, and then we needed a mic and then we needed a test and then we needed like, we, we needed that shit. And I, so I, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't think of it in the terms of like that I was um, doing something differently, but I did feel like I didn't have self-consciousness about performing in front of, like singing in front of people. I did, and I didn't feel performative. Yeah. We talked a lot about that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel performative. I felt like I was just sharing. Well, I, I feel like both of us were just sharing our hearts with people, you know? Yeah. But I, and the reason why, I, um, and this is not like self-deprecating, this is just like, I feel like you even took that to a different level this last weekend in a way that like awed me of like, hmm. um, oh. it didn't fit it. Like you said, it felt like you were casting spell after spell after spell. And the spells were like, here is this song I wrote from a place of, of intense loneliness of that emotion. And I'm going to sing it from that same space. And, and really lean into the feeling of that. Or like, you know, that moment where you sing, I've heard you sing uh, your song about your mother, Hallelujah. Oh. Uh, almost pr- probably 50, 50 to 100 times. Yeah. I've never heard it. It just, you, I, I was, I don't know how to put it. It was just like, and people who had never heard that song were singing along with it at the campfire. That person we were talking about who had a really rough life came out it's like i i was thinking about my mother during that song and he didn't know you wrote it about your mother yeah they yeah. they that was pretty cool I, like i i there you know there 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 are there are a few moments you know you're you're um you're drumming and that and that growl of yours but there are a few moments in my life that stand out and um that person i think they is what i think they prefer they that they, they they singing my mom's song and then afterward and by the way singing it beautifully they'd never heard it before but afterwards talking about like oh i was thinking about my mom what is that song like you know yeah that was a real cool moment like a lot of harmonies a lot of rhythm to the song a lot of like it sounded like there was a lot of shit going on during that that song Uh, that was beautiful yeah well, and I also want to hear your experience because we talk about channeling and you were taught you and I mentioned it briefly earlier when you were feeling that energy going over the mountain. So the the intro tune to Flavor Country, Ooh. which will be at the, the beginning, beginning of this that you wrote. Yeah. You started strumming that and playing it and then playing the first like chords of that Flavor Country into, intro. And you stopped at one moment and I was like, keep going. So you and then you, you did it. You kind of like kept it going. And then. All of a sudden we felt like this, I could feel the energy in a way of like, it felt like the energy was all coming to us in this circle through us and your music was bringing it all. It's like your music was bringing the energy in. It was flowing through your guitar around our circle inside, like our assholes in a way Yeah, and out through Tess Yeah, and Tess was just like the, the, the outlet and all of a sudden she opened her voice and was like singing some 
tune and words to this flavor country song that's never had any tune or never had any words. Yeah. Dude. And yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just, yeah, dude. I want to know what was going, oh, how, what you were experiencing as you were, because I don't, I didn't know how you were, your chords, your, your finger work was holding that all together. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm glad you brought that. Yes. So if you'll remember, there was actually a, 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 a rhythm going on. There was a little drum, there was some drumming going on and it was kind of soft and we were just kind of drumming and there was a quiet. And so, you know, that thing has like that little intro and I just started to kind of, I quietly was playing because I was just like, oh, I want to see how this sounds with like the little rhythm to it, you know? But then I lost the, the ability to think, oh, I want to see how that sounds. I just sort of got kind of lost in that, in that, that pattern. And it's like you said, usually I just play it through one time and you were like, no, keep going. So I kept going. And after I played it through, uh, I think it was the so first time. And then you said, keep going second time. And then after I played it through the third time, kind of like what you're talking about, almost like that, almost like the big wind we had had. Yeah. Like I felt energy come up and crest at the mountaintops and, and just cascade down through the valley. And I was just like, fucking a dude. Like I felt like full, like I felt like I was full. Like I was just trying to capture it all. I'm like getting, like, I felt like my guitar was getting bigger and I was getting bigger. And I was like, let me just fucking play this. And so I was just, I was just playing that. And like you said, you started humming and there was a rhythm going on to it and others started humming. And then Tess started vocalizing like fucking God knows what, like it was, it was beautiful, but it was just like clear and pure coming through her. Right. And that song, I mean, that, that little tune has been around for what, a couple of years now, you and I've been yeah. talking around with that thing. Um, two and a half years. I feel like almost doing it like whatever it was after one of our, I think it was after ayahuasca. Yeah. So that's could be almost three years old. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's never had words. It's always just been sort of like an, a little unlock code to get us into the, like, it, it's kind of got like a little bit of a, of a fun way to get us into a different space. Right. It does have that power. Yeah. But it just, boy, that, that was something I couldn't stop. I was just like, I'm just going to keep on rolling through this. And it was, whew, that's, that's given, that's made me kind of breathless right now thinking about that. Cause that was like, I felt like I was, well, when I say I, I felt, I felt like all of us were like being wrapped up. Like we were, we were being, like we were being pulled in somehow. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I was feeling that. I was feeling like this, like we were all in this like cocoon and it was just like this energy that just was flowing through. And it brings up something that I can't get out of my mind from last weekend. And it's going to be, it's going to have a Mormon tie to it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we were, when we were Mormon, we we're like, once you've had a witness of like the spirit, you can't deny it kind of yeah. shit. It feels weird, but I've, we had so many moments that, this weekend, this last weekend, where it's like, I don't know what to make of experiences like that. I just don't. I, I, they leave me breathless in awe. And like, um, I don't know what possessed my body. I don't know what I just channeled through. But there's something bigger going on here. And I don't know what that is. And I, for a brief moment, I was a part of it. And um, well, we're all a part of it in every moment. But like, for a brief moment, I got to feel like, damn, I'm I'm channeling something that's like, I don't know how else to describe it. And sure, you can call it 
the Holy Spirit, the force, the Mama Gaia, whatever, Chi energy, um, whatever, whatever name you want to call it. There's something there. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Dude, it felt like for a moment, because it's like you said, we're always in the moment. Like, we're always part of it. But like, mm-hmm. it really did this weekend a lot feel like we had stripped away a lot of the layers or, or a lot of the, a lot of the um, protective walls we throw up. And we were just getting raw dogged by that energy. Like it just felt like we, like we had taken off all the condoms, all that shit. And it was just like, we were getting raw dogged by that pure energy. And I don't, dude, I'm not even trying to like make this sound like, like some kind of revival or some kind of spiritual experience. Like it, but it just was fucking nuts. Like I felt like I was like, like I I was like having a hard time breathing. Like I was like, holy shit, let's just keep living in this. You know, let's just keep being here. It reminds me of, I mean, like. It was the, the event is called revival. Right. And I left there with like a spiritual revival. And in fact, the song, the song, the, that Starboy song that I'm working yeah. on, I sent you that clip like a couple nights ago. I'm high. I, I, I haven't been able to sleep since this thing. I mean, I have, but I stay up until two o'clock playing guitar and then I barely sleep. And then I'm just a bundle of energy, but I'm just playing the song. I felt like it was mostly finished. And then a couple nights ago, I'm playing it. And all of a sudden the words are like, Pure, purely and the words in the tune are like purely out of a, a, a revival like a religious revival talking about he is here this is like getting into it like how that star boy from the sky you know it's like like the clapping and the shooting in the, in the background and i don't know how that song's ever going to be played that way other than that night but holy shit was it fucking fun <laughs> yeah dude well you've got that song coming through like i that song, that song started to come through just, just a, a tiny little bit. You and I were sitting, I remember sitting right next to each other and no one else was really quite paying attention, but you and I were just sort of, and that song started coming through you and I was watching you and you know how, you know how there's like that thing of like, oh, a couple of words just came out and then it kind of comes back and you're like, oh no, no. Now we're just trying to rhyme them. Bring it bring, like, and then like, it was fucking cool watching you do that, dude. I was like, wow, I'm watching some. God, I like talking about our creativity. I never would have thought that I would have considered talking about creativity and including you and me in that. Well, yeah, same. And I'm not trying to like shit on you when I say that. I'm just saying like, I never would have no. thought I would be talking about being creative. And here we are talking about creativity flowing through us. I mean, I've always, uh, for, you know, I'm 43 years of my life for 41 of those, 40 of those, I would I would have said, I am not a creative person. Yeah. Like, and I would look at people who wrote songs or did art or wrote movies or, you know, whatever, and be like, I want, I wish I was creative. I wish I had that in me. And you just realize that we all, we're all creative beings. It's just, what have we been blocking? What, you know, and, you know, sexual shame, what has that kept us like blocked inside of us? Um, Cause that was funny. And it's interesting with that creative process because it's like you tap into that feeling and it's inter- it was interesting to do it in a create, like in a collective space, because I think we were all feeling that same feeling in a way, or, I mean, that's that, in my imagination, that's what it was. And so it's like, how can I give words to this like energy that's here that we're all experiencing? And, uh, and the, yeah, that started there. And then it's just kind of kept forward this whole week. And it's been, I was talking to um, Miriam, who, by the way, 
I've got a thousand. I, I feel like I want to. I, I feel like I want to tell one thousand Miriam stories. But I was talking to Miriam, and she was like one of my favorite things of the whole weekend. By the way, right? <laughs> just, just Miriam, I, and all the. And just, it wasn't just any aspect she did. Just, yeah, just, just her being there. Yeah. Holy shit, Miriam! If you're out there, thank you for existing. Um. So, gosh, I, I feel like this story needs telling a little bit. Can I? Is it cool if I try to? Is it cool if you can tell a story? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to like, roll, I don't want to like roll into anything that we're not. Ready. So she was like, after that, after that Saturday night, when we, when we had all the those cool experiences and, and, the, and the music and stuff like that, she was talking, we were talking and she was like, I guess I didn't know that you guys write your own music music she's like i thought that you were just doing like i thought you guys were just like to perform songs like i, I like you i thought you were like a I, th- I thought you and mike were like a a band that like to go to like open mics and play other people's music you know we'll go play every rose has its thorn by you know poison or something like that she's like so at one point she turned to tess while we we're while we we're singing i guess she's like is this their or and is this their song tess was like all of them are their songs like like Tess was complimentary about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And hearing, and, and so having Miriam tell me that story, it was almost like this external, I I know we're not big on external validation or anything like that. Cause the, 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 the validation that you and I are giving to ourselves is much more valuable, but it was just like, all of a sudden someone was like, Oh, I didn't know you were artists. Like I didn't, I didn't know that you were creative people. I thought you were just going up and, and being like, all right, here's Wonderwall, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So that was cool hearing her say that. And then the other thing I, I the, to segue to the Miriam part where, of her just being this like magical, amazing person. So, um, you know, we, we, we got some new, like we got some people who want to like find our band. Like they're like, where are you guys at? Spotify, YouTube, like, you know, some cool people. And at one point, I was telling those people because Miriam was sitting next to me. We were chatting and, and I was telling them the story about the hug from last solstice. Yeah. You know, the hug that I, I like to call it the hug, uh, fell around the, the world. The hug fell around the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that started off with me and Miriam and then you joined and then it just became a whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling them, Oh, that's, this is how I know her or whatever. And, and, and they were like, oh, and then Miriam kind of like made a funny face and she goes, yeah, this is actually only like the fifth time I've met Doug. <laughs> like, because evidently they were like, oh, these two obviously have known each other since they were four years old and they're best friends, you know? And it's like, no, uh, we've, 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 we've hung out, like we've seen each other four times in our lives. And so it was just that thing for me uh, that, that, that wraps all this stuff together into one thing of like everyone that was there in that space, like in, in, in the little, in the little Flavor Country, everyone who stepped through the curtain into Flavor Country felt like family. They felt like home, right? They, to me, they felt like my family. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look who's here. We've been waiting for you. And then, you know, so-and-so sits down and, and he starts banging on a drum or whatever it is. Like, it just, it, it, it all brought a very full circle to me to have that conversation Um and I did get Miriam's permission to, to say her name. So that's why I know we've been careful about everybody's names and stuff like that. But like, that was just such a beautiful thing of, wow. 
like being vulnerable and and finding like like trying to clear some blocks and trying to find our creativity has made our lives better, Mike. Like, I don't know, that's the stupidest thing to say possible, but it has made our lives better. Um, you're hitting on something with that, you know, and where, and I know, you know, flavor country can sound like a generic, like, I don't know what that means. What do you mean by flavor country? But when we talk about like flavor country, being the space where you feel free to be yourself and express yourself, I think that's an aspect of it. You know, you're in this safe, container where it's like you know you have people uh singing songs on their guitar for the first time or having those voice activations or people who never really beat on drums pick up a drum and start doing it or people who all of a sudden start chanting or someone there um you, you mentioned z but someone else was there uh, was almost speaking light language for the first time which right. you know like it was like oh it's like this opening of i am going to be in this space and do vulnerable shit because i i feel safe to do it and then when I do vulnerable shit, I'm realizing, oh, this is the stuff I want to do. And I want to be in this space where I can be vulnerable. And because that means I want to do it. And see, we're in this flavor country where we're just being and doing what we want to do. And damn, it's a good space. <laughs> flavor country, baby. It's the best space. And it's that vibe. You know, we... um that was our goal leading into this. We were just like, we want to, we want to bring flavor country to people. We want to, you know, we, we've had so many moments where we've experienced that together and where, you know, we, we compare it to like a, a cup of water. We're like, it, we're bathing in the, the fountain of flavor country. And then we try to gather it in our hands and bring it to people and it spills out along the way. And, you know, uh, and they get a little bit of it. Um, and it's like, well, what if we at camp, what if we just bring flavor country there? We tap in, we, we create a portal, a well, like tap into that well of flavor country and let the water just. And that's, that's what happened, man. That's what fucking happened. <laughs> God, it was so beautiful. Like people would come up. I want to say everybody's name, but like people would just come up and it's like, Hey, uh, cool. If I join you guys and we're like, fucking yeah, they would sit down, join us. Yeah. And then that person would be like, Watch this tasty little thing. And then they'd have like a guitar with like an amp and they just start going like just shredding like crazy. It's like, what the fuck? I forgot you about that. What's that? Yeah, that first night, that first night was so fun to play with that guy. Yeah, that was awesome, like, huh? Yeah. Someone who can really shred on something, whatever he's I mean, on. that motherfucker was shredding. Like, like, yeah. like, like he's got like he's got like a drum machine with him. He's like got a kick, he's got a pedal. And it's all running through his phone. He's got this amp and he's like looping shit and he's got a beat. And we're just like, oh, I guess we'll just sit here and have this guy melt our faces off. Meanwhile, you know, I got the guitar. Well, I can do a C and a G and a D and an A if you need it. it. it yeah. <laughs> Beginning too many bar chords. You, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm getting it lost. But like we stick to the basics. I, I can do that. And especially basic rhythm too, along with it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, and then um, like. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No go. I, I was just gonna say that I was just gonna say that like um you know, you mentioned how you've been up playing your guitar and you've just kind of been it's almost like your cup runneth over when it comes to like the creativity flowing through you, right? I feel the same way. You know, I I Jesus Christ, I had a dream. I brought a song back from a dream. Since oh, this yeah. since that container. Oh. 
That happened afterwards. I forgot about that. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> happened afterwards. That happened this week. And that song is five days old, song. Mike. Holy shit, that's all it is. I feel like it's like so much older than that and so much. And the fact that you had a dream, like we've talked about like dreams. I've had a few songs that have come from a dream, but it's always like it always starts to like the snippet. And some songs are complete nonsense. Like I've talked about the one where I woke up from a dream and the only thing I could remember was this to me and like pineapple cantaloupe and pizza. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we're singing that at any concert anytime soon. But like, um, um, but you like brought back a full-fledged song from the dream world. Dude, that's, that's one of the cool, cause you know, you know, this is all thanks to you as far as like trying to journal my dreams and trying to capture them as soon as possible. So like that dream, you know, you and I are playing a song that I don't recognize, but you're, but I, God damn, the dream's so vivid too. We're playing a song in my dream and you're actually on the drums and I look over at you cause I don't, I'm like, I don't know this song. And you're like, just give it everything you've got. That's what you said. Just give it everything you've got. And so I do. And then like other things happen in the dream that are unimportant to the story. And when I wake up, when I'm in the in-between, even before I jot down the dream, I get up and I'm like in my underwear, just shirtless in my underwear, like playing my guitar and singing like nonsense, kind of just, just singing. I mean, you have the original recording of that, of me. My voice is all gr- gr- gravelly from being, you know, six o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning, whatever it was, and it's just like me kind of not making very much sense. But I'm just like, I gotta get this song. Like it's still coming through. Like it's it's in the dream. That dude, that's what happens when we're opening up that creativity. Like that that when we're opening up that portal. Everybody's always talking about like, whoa, we just opened up a portal. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. Never mind. I'm up to speed. <laughs> I get it. Same. I think I did. You know. Um, you know, uh, uh, people use the word portal or vortex. Like we were in a vortex together or something. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess whatever, you know, but no, now I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Now I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, All right. I, 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 fair. I'm back. Huh. Well, my favorite things about getting that. So, uh, you know, I woke up that morning and uh, my, one of my favorite things when I wake up in the morning, I have a, a text from you talking about a dream or about anything really, but you know, uh, and you have this dream and then you're like, oh, and I brought it back the song with me. So I was expecting like this, you know, like five, five o'clock in the morning, just like, <laughs> you know, just kind of like trying to mumble some sort of like lyric or something. And all of a sudden I listen to it and you're like, okay, I'm on the whatever capo and it's this, 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 and this, these are the chords. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is a full fledged song. It's a song, <laughs> dude. It came from the dream. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Not only is it a full fledged song, but it's a fucking good full fledged song. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's so good <laughs> and it's coming from so much emotion and it's like, it's just fucking good. That's all I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, it's like, it's just the creativity thing is open. You know, the star boy song that you're right. I, I just think that, I don't know, maybe we're gushing. Maybe this is indulgent. I don't care. Like it's our fucking podcast. Like we're going to be indulgent about the, like about the like earth shattering experiences like the knee buckling experience that we had doing drugs in the mountains you know it was like and someone was like don't it's not called doing drugs i'm like okay fine whatever i'm sorry i didn't mean to call it something that you don't want me to call it all i know is that i'm in an altered state of consciousness and i'm fucking cool right now <laughs> so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> well and you know what the self-indulgence whatever because um it, 
the other aspect I just want to tie in for a little bit here is, you know, I did that uh, recording on Gonzo's podcast. Oh, shit, LSD. dude. We, okay, we got another half hour of things to talk about. We need to talk about that. Okay. Well, I do want to talk about this because it ties into this, I feel like. It came up as we were talking about uh, bathing in this cosmic stream and trying to take it to people, right? Very similar to Lehi's dream. Do you want me to pause? Or do Can we just pause going? real quick? Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. I just, I, I'm thirsty and I want to, we need to talk about Lehi's dream and your, and your recording with Gonzo. Um, cause it relates to this. So, um, uh, with Gonzo, we, we, we did an episode, I was on LSD and we talked about Lehi's dream. We broke it down from a, like a Jungian perspective. Now we ran into him the day before and he's like, Hey, we're setting up, we're doing recording the podcast. And we were on acid that day too. And he's like, come and. I'm like, yeah, I'll do a recording with you. We'll talk dreams. That sounds fun. And like, I never really, you know, like revisited Lehi's dream for a long time. So I was a little nervous about just going live on a podcast and having anything informational or of insight to say. Um, but man, recording on LSD is a thing. I dropped, I feel like I dropped right in. Dude. <laughs> we were, it was like, yeah. So, you know, it was funny. Yeah. God, from my, uh, yeah, I, you'll have to tell your version, but like from my perspective, so we saw him that first day, we were tripping, and he's like, hey, come on up at such and such time, and time has no meaning in, at these things, like people are like, oh, at two o'clock, there's going to be a thing, and you're like, what the fuck is two o'clock, what do you mean? And so, show me, show me the approximate location yeah, of the sun. where and is what, the sun going to be when you want to see me again, you know, and so Gonzo's like, yeah, come on up at this, and we'll do a thing. And so we just, ha I don't know how shit works, but we're just like the next day we're wandering around. We're like, well, we better go over there and we'll see if Gonzo is doing his thing. And he's like, oh, just in time. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. I knew you, I knew you guys would be here. We're like, oh, fuck. Are we supposed to be here right now? And so he sits you down. He's got all his recording equipment. He's as cool as a cucumber. Yeah. You know, he's like, dude, by the way, watching Gonzo roll that joint was one of the most fantastic acts of mindfulness that I've ever seen in my life. Like I was mesmerized. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah, get it. And he just like took his time. He was telling his story, you know, and, and he was kind of wrapping up the story in the way that he was pumping and rolling that joint. And then he sits you down and he's like, and, and he had a whole thing planned as far as like, you know, he wanted to do it as if he was like layman coming to you being like, Hey, my dad's having these weird dreams. Can you help me out? Anyway, you just like, like you came in like this big old eternal entity, like, like some demigod. And you're like, all right. Uh, yes. Cool. All the things, but let me, let's get into this fucking dream. And you just started like, and at one point you're like leaning back and just, you got this, like you got this thoughtful look on your face and you're suddenly you're talking about like how, like the, the iron rod and it's in the, this Valley and you're, you're making like comparisons to the, the masculine and the feminine. And you're talking about the, the people who are wandering the mists of darkness. You're talking about the fruit and the fruits over that. Dude, I honestly can't. First of all, I don't know how you did that tripping on acid. Second of all, I don't know <laughs> it was insights that like, I don't think that we ever would have like come across. Like we never would have done that. Like, oh, a, a big part of Mormonism is based on some cat's dream. And oh, Mike's getting his PhD in, in dream analysis and depth psychology. Never had the twain met in our minds. 
Yeah, why not? I don't know why we never connected those two, but they connected. It was them. glorious. I was jealous of Gonzo having that recording because I was like, no, I want that to be on our recording. You know? Yeah, and we'll put a link to it. I've been I've been checking it out. So it's B O M Cast, so Book of Mormon Cast. But it looks like it hasn't dropped yet. But we'll 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 put a link to his podcast in there because I I haven't checked out the other episodes. But based on this one, I think they've got a cool thing going yeah, it's, on. It's uh, fun. But I want to listen to it. Um, but just. Uh, why it ties in because not only was that a cool experience first time ever recording on acid and also just being in that space of like i don't know something it it happens with acid sometimes where it's like i just feel free to be me and it's just like you know i'm just gonna say it like i want to say it there was those nerves sitting down me like i've never recorded a podcast live before um that we haven't been able to like edit or record afterwards or like fix afterwards or and especially in front of people you know there was a dozen people there watching and it was like shit like i'm on the spot here and the acid's kicking in i don't know how i'm gonna be feeling in 10 minutes 15 like maybe in 15 minutes i'm gonna have to be like look i'm way too high for this but that didn't happen um but why it ties into this so in lehi's dream in the book of mormon for any who aren't familiar it was a a dream that begins in in the beginning of the book of mormon and it's father lehi uh seeing this fruit and partaking of this fruit from this tree that's more delicious and desirable than any other fruit and wanting his kids to partake of it and then there's like the straight narrow path with an iron rod. And if you just hold on to the iron rod, you'll get to that like eternal life, which is the fruit of the tree. Um, not fall into the mist of darkness. You know, it's very good or evil. Like there's the mist of darkness where people fall into and they, they get swept away in like this river, I think, this dirty river. Speaking of a river, right. again, it's interesting. But like, yeah. Uh, and then there's this great and spacious building where people are like laughing at the people who are following God's way and holding on to the iron rod. Why I feel like it ties in what we're talking about is because, you know, when we talk about flavor country and being in that space, I can't help but draw parallels to that tree of life and tasting of the fruit and just wanting other people to partake of it. Yeah. And, you know, being in that space, like, look, you guys come taste of this fruit. Come like this is this is flavor country. This is the magic we're talking about. This is the love and like the self-acceptance that you can experience in this space. And I don't want to repeat. I think the dream shows an image of what happens when we say this one thing is the one true way. And in a very masculine way, you think of the iron rod, you're talking about that masculine symbolism of like doing and working and it has to be hard and you have to like hold on, you have to grip and like get there into that one true path, like a very monotheistic way of existence where you create this false dichotomy where you create people laughing at you and they're others and you, you have you create the sense of where the good are here and the evil are out there and this false separation and you create this complex of judgment and self-righteousness and um and then also trying to lead people on this quote-unquote straight and narrow path yeah that life isn't straight and narrow life is wild and unpredictable and and so where i feel like the difference is and it's something to be mindful of is when I talk about flavor country and the fruit, it's like, that looks different for everybody. It's not, there's not a one collective path. There's not like, this is the way. It's like creating a a space where people can experience quote unquote flavor country in whatever way they want to experience it. And the fruit will look incredibly different. The path to get there is going to look completely different. And I think there's something to that of like, you know, we talk about Seth's uh, labyrinth of the self. The cool thing, the very meditative thing about walking that labyrinth is you think about life and it, you, you, we're walking, we're, we're trying to find our center, our core. 
Um, and that's like the fruit, the tree of life, that our core, our self. But as we're walking it, you know, sometimes our path takes us far away. Sometimes it takes us closer. Sometimes, you know, and we meet people along the, the way and they, they encourage us to keep going and, and give us little clues along the way. But it's our own center there that we're trying to find, not anyone else's. And so there's no, and how that labyrinth winded and, you know, weaved and wagged and whatever, it wasn't straight and narrow. It was, it's, I don't know. I'm, you know, what do I'm getting at, right? Yeah. It, it, the, yeah, the path is not straight and narrow. And by the way, people would quit and turn back. People would skip through it. People would just sort of like try to do it fast. People would walk it slow. Everybody was in a different spot. Everybody took it diff- like seriously in different ways. People were dancing through it. People were drumming through it. People were very s- reverent in it. Like everyone was doing it differently. And that's kind of like, it's, it's, I think the point you're trying to make, I, I think the point you're making about flavor country is like, when we talk flavor country, that's just, yeah, it's the name of this podcast, probably the name of our band. Um, yeah, probably. Huh? But, but the idea is that cosmic folk. cosmic folk is what we do. The point <laughs> of flavor country is not that there's a way to do it. It's a, it's that any flavor you like, you're in flavor country. You want to mix, you want to mix lime and mango. Fine. Do lime and mango. You want to do chocolate covered fucking steak fine do chocolate covered steak do you want to do uh you know pork chops dipped in fondue cheese like do it's your your flavor your country baby like like, do what you want and the other thing about that labyrinth of the self is that once you get to the center and you're like wow i made it i'm in the center nothing else to do but head back out (laughs) like it's just like who fucking cares you know like okay well you did it nice job you know it's so cool. It's always that moment you finally get to the center of the maze and there's other people there and they cheer you on as you get in there and you dance it out. You're like, we did it. We made it. We're here in the center. And then after a while, it's like, okay, well, now what? <laughs> on to the next. On to the next thing, I guess, you know? Hey, uh, oh, sorry. No. I kind of was hoping I'd get you to tell the story about, um, you know, we talked about time. We've talked about time travel we've talked about you know my brother being there which we've been planning uh like we felt like we had time traveled because we've 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 known that moment was going to happen and then it happened and we were like oh yeah this feels familiar and, but speaking of time travel we you, you teased a little bit of the time travel part where we got to be there when the, the invention of the traveling car, like the the carnival that goes town to town like you, you Please. Can I like I know that's I know that's not a segue into something all that like wrapped up, but I think that you just wrapped it up really well talking about Lehigh's dream. And now I just want to hear the way you tell that story because it's really fucking funny. <laughs> well, one of the things that happens with me with acid is that time travel aspect, right? Where like uh last year it happened at the festival where I was attending uh uh this presentation where they were talking about uh the drama triangle. And it felt like we were at some sort of camp before we came down to earth and they were trying to teach us about drama about having a hero and a villain and okay but you guys are going to go down into earth and you're going to have heroes and villains and victims and you're going to be caught in this drama triangle and then you know you can get out of the drama triangle you know just kind of like i'm like whoa i'm this is a time travel moment. here's how you human here's how you human 
Yeah. Let's, let's teach you about human drama. Right? See, <laughs> first of all, they kind of walk like this. You got to swing around. <laughs> and also they get a lot of drama going on. <laughs> and you know how people are dressed at those festivals? We look like aliens trying to dress human as the best as we can, but we don't know how to yet. <laughs> Mike, are you certain that we did not come across some beings that were not quite human that were trying to pretend to be human as best they could? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what happens. You walk by like, oh, they're they're trying their best. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're doing their best Should to be human. <laughs> like they're pulling it off, but it's obvious. Like it's like it's like when someone it's like, listen, when when someone who's like, let's use someone who's like. um, Like me speaking Mandarin or or let's say someone who's like Chinese speaking English, you're like, whoa, you speak such good English like. I can't even tell that you, I, I I can't even tell you have an accent, like, you know, but you're like, I, I can tell you have an accent, <laughs> you know, it's that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. that thing. of like, listen, for, for your, for the way you're speaking your second or third language, it's like, I'm just complimenting you as best I can. Like you, you're, you're killing it. I'm amazed by you. You're way good. You're better than I could ever try to be in any other kind. But also I, I can tell that you're not born here in like the United States. You have an accent. That's what these people were. It's like, look, you're doing it. You're human. Yeah, good job. Like, I love it. I love what you're doing. But also, there's like that thing that's like, but but we 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 know you're not quite human. <laughs> like, we know you're beings from another galaxy or whatever it is. It reminds me of when so I you know served my mission in Brazil, and when my parents came to pick me up from Brazil, and we went and toured Brazil for a, a week or two, and. I mean, they stood, they stood out like a sore thumb, like, oh, yeah. you know, these like very white, like wearing clothes that no one wears in Brazil. Right. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> you look like tourists and you're not fitting in at all. Or, you know, I mean, that's a little different because I don't think they were trying to fit in, but I think they were surprised that people picked them out as tourists all the time. Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? Like, <laughs> you, you might as well be from a different planet right now. Like you just don't like, literally. look Brazilian. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the, the sheriff's department is, is interviewing all of the people that I came in with. I guess I'll ride around camp on this one wheel that I found. <laughs> well, okay. I guess that would be a thing to do, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, those, that, those festivals feel like, a car, I mean, that's, that ties into the story of like, I mean, there were several moments where I'm like, Oh, I feel like we're in a carnival or we're in like a, and the, you know, the, the story at the beginning with that woman talking about Mormons descending from Druids yeah. and gypsies. And I was like, Oh shit, this makes sense. And this has been in our uh, Mormon shadow in white, white ass Utah um, for so long, you know, and that soul aspect that's in our shadow that comes out in the form of like the Utah jazz or something where it's like this two cannot mix together, but there's like this undercurrent of repressed soul in Utah. And it comes out in really weird ways at that festival, which I love. Yeah, man. So Weird way, we were and, just got and done. Here, and here's that. one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So we had just got done doing that one drumming circle I was talking about where this person had this voice activation. And um, and again, two people come into our camp who had had very hard life. Um uh and we start drumming, you know, they're there, they're chatting, we're we're just drumming and 
it's interesting when you hold it. I've had this experience before when you think of, you know, when we did a few years ago, we did this course called Manifestrix with uh, Chrissy Firemain, who was on, I forgot what the name of her TV show was, but Lost um, Resort or something like that. Lost Resort. Yeah. And she was a guest on Mormons and Mushrooms with us before. And um, she, uh, one of my big takeaways from, from that is the energetics of a conversation and the, ener- the energetic flow that happens and how often we as humans just need a container to purge into. Um, and that drumming I was realizing that day is whether people were conscious of it or not, we were creating a container where people could purge emotions. So as we were drumming, these two people who had clearly had a really rough life, yeah. um, all of a sudden started purging. And it started out kind of small at first, and then it was getting almost feverish rose to a fever pitch dude it, it, yeah and their voices started syncing up like it sounded like it sounded like bones clattering together like their their voices were that was a that was a trip for me like their voices were kind of part of the rhythmic drumming that was happening and they, they were just in that higher register of the like it sounded like bones clattering together oh yeah it's it, so it was like this um thing with like uh um, you know, as I was drumming, I, I had, I, it's like, I knew I could feel the energy of what was happening, that they had come to the space and I don't think they were consciously aware of it or not, but they knew this was a safe space to vocalize and purge and get out stuff that they might not express publicly a lot or whatever. And so they started chatting it like it, that fever pitch and that clattering. And it was all about, you know, you look down in that Valley, like I said, we're in this gorgeous Valley, but you look down and you have these like multi-million dollar mansions at the foot of this valley because yeah if you had millions of dollars why would you not want to live there right Right, yeah (laughs) yeah and so you're looking down there and uh, and these people are talking about how judged they've been their whole lives by society how they live on the outskirts and they're outcasts and all these people look down on them and how like uh you know they i mean they exist in the shadows they said that they exist in the shadows yeah exist in the shadows, but they're like, look at us up here, having the time of our lives. We're up here having fun. They don't know what we have. They don't know uh, how good we have it. And they look down on us, but like, we're up here just enjoying nature and living life. And we should, and this is where it's like, we should go town to town. We should take this town to town and invite people and sell tickets and they can come and watch us and we can go. And they're explaining like yeah. a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in this trance at the moment, right? I'm in this trance being like, I've got to hold space for this collective purging, but I'm also like, all wait, are they, are, are they getting the idea for us to all to start a carnival together and go town to town and do this? And then it took me on this time travel moment where I'm like, whoa, what if this is the moment when carnival carnivals were invented? And then it rippled out through the uh, quantum realm to, and then someone incepted the idea back then. But like, this was actually the moment when carnivals were invented. Dude, when you turned and and said that to me, I, I about, I about shit myself laughing. Like I, it was (laughs) like, cause it's dead on as far as like what that felt like. I was like, oh shit. I guess we're inventing the traveling circus right now. Like, I guess that's yeah, happening. Right. I, guess, I guess this is that moment, you know? 
And we've got all the players we need. We got the musicians, we've got the we got jugglers, we got fire dancers, we've got people doing Wow, so you know cool. we Man, that was nutty. That was interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Um I did want to tell you on the recording, I haven't told you this. It's been a week now and I haven't told you this, but like I, I do have to let you know that I know that th- the course of our journey together, we've had, um, you and I have agreed on a lot of things. We also have some things that we're a little different on, but we don't, we don't really lean much into those kind of things. And I, I know we've talked about like no new gurus. Like that's been a big thing, you know, and, and, and even talking about holding space for people, you know, there, there, there are people who want to facilitate that kind of stuff. And then there are people like me, I don't want to be a facilitator. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be a helper. Like I'm happy to like be part of it. Do you know what I mean? But I did get stronger than, I mean, I usually get these from you, but it was stronger than usual. I did get some like real, like medicine man, like, and I don't even want to say man, like I, medicine person, like, like, uh, like healer vibes from you. I got, I got some major, like, this is, this is the holy person of our tribe. Like this person, I, I, anyway, I don't, I don't know if you were feeling that too. Um, I don't know what experience you had as far as like uh, self acknowledgement or self observation, but I really got a lot of that out of you. Like, um, transcendent, I guess is what I would, what I would say. It was cool. I just wanted um, to tell you that. I, that I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And, um, and I guess I've thought about it since, cause it's like this, you know, I don't know where it's, it's this hard thing, right? Cause we talk about no, no gurus and, um, and we are all our own guru. And that's, I think that's how we keep movements from becoming cults, um, and becoming cults of personalities. Right. We have depth, like, look, no, it's like that woman that your brother uh, met or that fairy person being like, it's all inside you. It's in you. You don't have to look to a leader. You don't have to look to a guru. Um, and yet in those spaces where there was something, there was this magic that with the connection I was having with that drum, I want to keep doing that. I want to like, like announce here that we should do things like this. We should go places and bring people to drum with us and sing with us. Cause I think we, you know, and this isn't tooting our own horns, but I'll just toot it, whatever. Yeah. Like, we create a good fucking flavor country container. And I think a lot of people listening would love to experience this flavor country magic in person. And like I say, my pleasure. I had so much fun bringing that. Um, and again, it was like this. I could not be happier banging my drum, holding space for people collectively, not only just purging, but collectively activating something inside of them that's been wanting to express for so long and now is, is, is coming out. My pleasure. Yeah. And I would love to keep, I would, and I do see a near future where we are doing that, where we are doing small retreats or workshops or just, and we don't have to call them those, just events, flavor country gatherings where we're in nature. We've got drums. We've got people bringing guitars, music, whatever themselves, rattles, shakers, and dancing, chanting, creating ritual spaces. Um, and I think what we'll find in that is like the release that we can get in those moments and what that activates in us. 
that's what we're lacking right now when we isolate ourselves in these metal boxes and, you know, drive in and look at spreadsheets all day in cubicles. Um, how much emotion is just trapped there and how fun it is to get out that emotion when you're in. I mean, it's, it's people are sobbing in those circles. People are yelling, screaming, singing, laughing, dancing. It's enchanting. It's, um, yeah, and it is enchanting. I'm, I'm leaving there being like, I want more of this more often, more frequently. And with, and being able to provide that for people, that'd be fun, right? I, yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, I, I think it would be a blast. And I think that you've got it. Like it, I, whether we, whether we keep this part on the, on the recording or, or not, like I, it really was, Mike, that really stood out to me. I, and I wanted to hold off and, and, and kind of give it a week to, to, to sit with it. But that really stood out to me, you know, like, um, that's not a thing. Like, as far as like being the facilitator, that's not a thing I'm very interested in, but watching you, I was like, God damn, he's, he's tapped into that. Like he's got the, he's got the tools for it. Like, thank you for that. It was very, very cool. Yeah. It was a good weekend, right? Um, and man, I just want to, I don't know. I guess I just keep beating a dead horse, but like, I'm leaving that weekend being like, I'm saying the cup is running over or whatever. And it's, um, those flavor country vibes. That's what I want to live in. And um, and I want to be in a space where I can hear Doug seeing shelter from the storm like a million more times. <laughs> Cause you talk about covers. Yeah. That's like the one cover we did. And that's not a cover. Yeah. <laughs> you, you make it your own. And, sh- and like, I don't know. Um, you know, for me too, you were, you were talking about like it, it, the words you just said you know, about me stepping into like a facilitator, like kind of atmosphere. I did it because I feel like your, your presence is there just, and I feel safe to express that. I feel you're also sitting that container for me that I am free to lean into my gifts. Mm. And I, and that's why I brought it, bring up shelter from the storm is because I feel like everyone there in that circle felt just like, they were just being wrapped up in a big Doug hug the whole time, including me. Yeah. And yeah, man. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> yeah. That's spa- Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, that was kind of a, that was kind of like a, um, really magical one too. Um, when you, when you talked about your cousin and then sang that beautiful into the West song and then it's just like, damn dude, like, everyone is in tears like like loudly bawling when when you sang that song mm-hmm. and you know i love i love shelter from the storm um because it does it does bring a lot of whatever to everyone everyone feels something different when they hear that song and they they, they feel that longing or they feel that belonging or they feel that care you know care um yeah. 
those that was a one two punch that we that we gave to the to the to our people man um yeah that is my song because i i don't sing it the way bob dylan sings it i don't play it the way bob dylan plays it and i certainly uh have changed the words <laughs> so it's like you know it's, yeah it's just yeah that was a fun that was, that was a good moment thank you for that yeah hmm I love, I love you too, man. What a time. What a time. <laughs> like we thought we, we talked a lot about how the thing felt different than years past and it did, but also I feel like I got more out of it than in years past. Same, you know, I, and maybe I'll close with one more thing with that, because for those who have followed Mormons and mushrooms for a while, it was a very different vibe from last year where we hosted our own camp and there felt like, a little bit, and we talk about movement or momentum building of like people gathering around the podcast and creating a community in a community space. And it was beautiful. And then for various reasons, which we've also discussed in Mormons on Mushrooms, it was feeling a little bit too much guru, um, looking up to gurus and following leaders. And we didn't want to recreate that same dynamic. We really, I think for me, I was realizing that unconsciously I was recreating a dynamic and I didn't want to create that. And so there was this thing about, you know, our camper overlooked that pavilion that we had decked out in Mormons and Mushrooms, that our people came and our, our friends, our, the people in this community made that space just the vibe of the, it was such a perfect space last year. Loved it. And so you're looking at it and it's just not the same this year. And so there's that sadness to it. But then there's also this thing of like, but no, what the breakdown that's happened over this last year you could feel it when the, those people who were there last year and now were there this year, I feel like they're stepping into their own yes, power even more. Time. You saw big them, time. you saw them being their own version of weird. We were all being our own weird yeah. and letting our own weirdness, unique expression come out. And you see people stepping into their powers where they're becoming their own gurus. And then we're there collectively in this space where there's no leaders. There's no, there's people energetically doing certain things like, setting a container, setting the space, you know, you were very conscious of how the tapestries lined up and the, the fit, not only the physics of the space, but I know energetically, I, I feel like you were setting up the, the physical space to lessen the energetic drain that you were going to experience because you knew you were holding that space. Hmm. And then for me, there was, and that's just me guessing, I don't know, but like, and then for me, there was like this, um, yeah, holding, being, playing the drum because I knew emotions were going to be flowing through me. And I needed a way to get those emotions out or I'd be in the RV shaking and crying. And I didn't want that. And I wanted to be there with, with people and the drum was fun. So we all had our roles we were playing in that space. Mm. It's not like we were all doing the same thing. We we're all doing very, we we're all bringing in our unique gurus, our unique expressions to a space together. And that feels just more aligned. It feels less like Lehi's dream. And there's a, there's a one true path. And that true path is psychedelic and mushrooms. No, bullshit. That's not the true path. There's no truth. It's like, you yes. know, we're, we're all there yes. being our weird ass selves, our unique individuals as gurus together around a fire. And fuck yes, that's flavor country, man. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thank you for coming with us to flavor country. If you like what you heard, just uh, give us a five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, it doesn't matter. Just drop us some, a little love there. And, uh, you know, come with us over to Patreon. We've got 
so much cool shit there. We've got, we're talking about dreams. We're talking about myths. There's content there that you can download, listen to, whatever you want to do with it. But we have a community kind of forming around Patreon. Come join us. Come, come live with Flavor Country with us because that's what it's all about. Enjoy. Peace. Yes! <laughs>